1: Yeah, she's eating whatever she wants, and we're all eating with her because she is fucking skinny.
2: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And
1: I'm Madison Malone Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture.
2: Madison, you are in my house. I know. This is so thrilling for me and the
1: ICYMI guys, none of whom I'm assuming have been in your home. Y-
2: yeah, no uh y'all aren't invited to my home I I love y'all but not like that
1: (laughs) yes I'm in your house I'm sitting in your kitchen it's very bright
2: there's a lot of skylights in here it's my favorite part of the apartment no dishwasher yeah no dishwasher there's not a lot of appliances Madison where are you going to see what's in your fridge you of course you must look in my fridge I already know what you're gonna say I can hear two
1: things (gasps) of oatmeal I'm
2: Oat milk. Okay, we buy oat milk in bulk so we don't run out. <laughs> me and my roommate share oat milk. I just feel like I'm you, being attacked. You share your moist grains? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> what, you and your girlfriend have separate things of milk? I don't, yeah. That's weird. Well, I don't use milk and
1: she's half and half. We're, we've really lost the plot here.
2: <laughs> but Madison, besides dragging me for my... A uh, large amount of oat milk. Why are you in my home?
1: <laughs> I'm in your kitchen because today on IcyMI, we're going to be cooking.
2: It's a cooking show today. We'll actually be putting our chef's hats on later in the show, but before that. Are those called toques? Tokes? I think it's toques. I thought that was just the way Canadians said beanies. But it's
1: also a chef's hat. Wow. Like Remy, the rat of all my dreams, ratatouille, <laughs> that's what he's hiding under. A chef's toque. <laughs> we'll be putting those on later in the show. Without the rat. Maybe
2: no, definitely <laughs> not in my African American home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel, why tell the people why we're
1: cooking today?
2: We are going to be cooking the bowl that has taken over TikTok, the infamous Emily Marco salmon bowl that has started waves and waves and waves of discourse.
1: Okay, Emily Marco is a 29-year-old content creator from the Bay Area. She used to work for Facebook, uh, but now she's a full-time content maker. She's been in the lifestyle YouTube game for years. She joined the platform in 2010. If you set her videos to oldest first, the earliest one you'll find is from 2012. It's her trying on a maxi dress.
0: Okay, so this dress is something that I got from TJ Maxx. Um, It's a Calvin Klein maxi dress that sort of has these royal blue watercolor print to it. And it's got kind of
1: like a very bold pattern and a belt. You can picture it. You can absolutely picture it. So she's got about 375,000 followers on YouTube, which is a pretty decent following. Yeah. Mind you, about 75,000 of those have come on board in the last 30
2: days. Which leads us to how exponentially her TikTok following has grown (laughs) in that same 30 days.
1: Her whole shtick is that she's, quote unquote, that girl. If you're not familiar with the concept of that girl, it's like an aspirational lady, you know, Mm -hmm. you wake up, you take your walk, you drink your lemon water, you slice
2: your cucumbers into perfect half inch rounds. Then you journal. You have a rice cake with a single swipe of almond butter on it for breakfast. And then you (laughs) go on another run.
1: This is not quite Emily, but it is definitely in the spirit of the thing. She is always wiping down her already immaculately clean kitchen counters. She makes a lot of like simple recipes with whole ingredients
2: which brings us to the bowl. Oh,
1: I thought we were going to talk about how she eats cream cheese. Like that in and of itself. A whole podcast. I mean,
2: Emily eats cream cheese. Which is, for the that girl of it all, kind of shocking.
1: No, that's that's not that girl. Uh, she's minimal to no talking in a lot of her TikToks. So it's kind of... I don't of,
2: even know if I know what her voice sounds like. I,
1: you, I have heard her speak. Okay. Uh, it's, but it's very ASMR-y. Like it's a lot of noises of forks... Hitting bowls. Clanking into bowls. Gently depressing spoons into an avocado. I don't know why this voice comes out of me. crunching.
2: As soon as you say the word ASMR, you kind of have to go into an ASMR voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Emily's explosion on the TikTok scene comes at the end of September. She posts, as we described, a wordless video making a lunch of leftover salmon. She posts videos like this one all the time. But for some reason, this particular video just sinks its teeth into the TikTok algorithm and
2: says I will never let go grips TikTok in a chokehold <laughs> That sound you're hearing is the sound from the TikTok
1: We should describe the bowl a little It's a very simple combination of salmon and rice some mayo some hot sauce some soy sauce avocado seaweed It's delicious a little kimchi yeah. on the side if you got it how many times, Rachel, has this
2: video been viewed? Madison, it's been viewed 60.2 million times, which is <laughs> viral by any stretch of the imagination. Since that video got posted, she has gained over 4 million followers. She now has 5.1 million. She started with 70,000 at the beginning of September. Nice work if you can get it, damn. Just making a bowl, which again, as you said, if you scroll back through her videos before this one, she's made this bowl before. It looks good, but again, it's a bowl of like, the food that I'm used to seeing on TikTok is usually very stylized. Like I look at it and I don't think, oh, I can make that. I look at it and I think, I'm glad I can watch this, but I'm never gonna make this. Yeah, if
1: I have to figure out how to make lavender edible, I'm not going to make the thing you're describing to me.
2: I have never in my life. I'm not going to make a fucking lavender. What? I it's gay culture. <laughs> Love that for y'all. But so this video, again, goes massively viral.
1: And because nothing can go viral without, you know, waves of reaction, there have been several, I'd say. Yeah. In the past few weeks.
2: We're going to give you four, though there are always little microwaves that... <laughs> That is in fact why we're at your house because you Uh, own a
1: microwave and I do not.
2: An accidental pun. Anyway, there are (laughs) always little, (laughs) my influence, little waves that we can't get to because this is a 25 minute podcast. But so the first wave is purely positive. Oh my God, this bowl is amazing. And, What's also happening is as more and more people make this bowl and see this bowl, more people on TikTok are seeing some variation of this bowl. So Emily is blowing up as more and more people start making this bowl. And then there's round two, which is... We're really mixing our oceanic sports metaphors here. (laughs) Are they waves? Are they rounds? They're both. Anyway, the second round of this is people saying, Emily has healed my relationship with food. You can eat mayo and rice. This is so inspiring. And I, we have thoughts about that. We will share them. We yes. will.
1: On to round wave three, which is the bad faith backlash. We start hearing from people on TikTok trying to make the recipe, quote unquote, healthy. There is some discussion of classism inherent in this salmon rice bowl, some of which is, I would say, valid and some of which feels like a reach. We should probably also note that we don't actually know all that much about... No. Emily Margot.
2: No. I think what people have found out is what you could probably find out from finding her on LinkedIn.
1: LinkedIn, I mean, I watched like an early video of hers where she does like 25 facts about me. Mm, And so that's, you know, it feels it feels good to repeat the information, at least having come from her mouth, but she hasn't really done any
2: press. She is kind of a blank slate, which is part of the reason why I think she's gone viral. And part of the reason why people are projecting so much, either negative or positive, onto her, she has not talked about nutrition or health or or fitness (laughs) or anything. She's simply making a bowl of leftovers and occasionally cleaning her kitchen. Which brings us to round four. Round four. Four. (laughs) Which is the actual valid criticism, I think from fat creators about the way TikTok is engaging with Emily Mariko and her food content and why Mariko specifically took off, which is that there was a comment I saw that said that her thinness is a permission slip for people to look at the food she's making and say something along the lines of, if I eat that, I can still be thin, which is not the way diet culture has formally (laughs) framed any of this.
1: You didn't think that a bowl of salmon, rice, and mayo could spark so much conversation, did you?
2: I did not. She's really that bitch who started all the conversation. But I really feel like to continue this conversation, we have to try the bowl. We have to
1: make it. After the break, Rachel and I are going to step-by-step make the bowl and give it a taste test and talk a little bit more, I think, about uh, our favorite topic. Give me a D. Give me a C. What's that spelled? Diet culture.
2: Ugh. More on that after the break.
0: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds—
1: to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Hello and welcome to our new listeners. We're so glad that you're here and we just wanted to give you a shout out and also remind you that we come out twice a week. In addition to Saturdays, we also come out on Wednesdays. In case you missed it, Wednesday's episode featured Vanity Fair staff writer Chris Murphy talking about the Christy Carlson reminiscence. Don't miss it.
1: All right, we are back in your kitchen with a comical amount of salmon
2: there's a lot of fish here
1: i feel like your roommate's cat is about to lose her mind
2: she actually doesn't eat Fish. We've tried to give it what? to her a few. I know. Wait,
1: like every cartoon I've ever seen has convinced me that one, an anvil is gonna fall from the sky and hit me on the head, and two, cats are obsessed with fish.
2: Yeah, the only fish she likes is if you open a tuna can, but it's only because she thinks it's wet food, not because she actually wants the fish. So you could also open a can of chickpeas. Yes. Okay. Great.
1: Well, the cat is not gonna eat the fish, but we are. We're gonna, we're about to eat some salmon. Time to cook.
2: Let's get chef in. Madison, walk me through these steps. All
1: right, step one is you get your leftover salmon, which we okay. definitely, uh, our producer Daniel definitely didn't cook this for us last night no. intentionally, so it could be of course leftovers. not, this is
2: leftovers. So I'm taking a hunk of salmon. I would also just like to say uh, producer Daniel Schrader made this salmon and it looks phenomenal. All
1: right, salmon is in the bowl. All right, mm-hmm. next up is the flaking. So okay. we're just gonna sort of flake the salmon. It looks really graceful when she does this on TikTok. This is disgusting.
2: Yeah. All right. So we have some flaky salmon. Now what?
1: Uh, Next is rice. Okay. So we have some sushi rice. Again, totally leftover. Will you get us a spoon? I will. Mmm. Okay, so next up is you're gonna take a big, we're just gonna plop the rice. Just like a big, big plop just of rice, yeah. a big
2: hunk of rice, I mean.
1: Like, no measurements, just rice to your heart's content.
2: That would be a lot more rice than I could possibly eat, but you know, is there ever enough rice in the world? No. It's my question. alright Splop,
1: right. Sh-ploop, sh-ploop. You don't have to do anything with that. Okay, sort so of, there's no, sort like, of just, mashing it. It's just like a pile. Okay. All right, next up we need
2: ice cubes. We have ice cubes from my freezer as opposed to, I don't know, some people have that fancy shit where you just press a button and ice comes out. I guess that's also- It still comes from the freezer. You know what? I'm just making sure we all know that I don't have an automatic ice cube dispenser. It's coming from the tray. I don't know if you can hear the sound of the silicone. (laughs) Okay. Push. All right, so we're gonna smush the
1: ice into the rice. Oh, you I'm not, oh, sorry, I, oh, I touched your okay. ice. I touched
2: your ice. I'm calling HR. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was not nice.
2: So you smush the ice
1: in. That's it. You're good. You're oh, good. Oh, that's it. Alright. Uh, next up is the wax paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the best part. So you're gonna put it over this and then you're gonna crunch it.
2: Oh like a little hat! That looks very satisfying to do. Ooh. Honestly, this was worth it just to be able to do that. That's the best part of every video. No, it's really the crunch. Is. It's very nice. All right. In the microwave. How long do we microwave for? Honestly, I don't. You don't know? No, no, no. Let's oh. try 45 seconds and okay. see what's
1: up. The ice cube isn't supposed to totally melt.
2: Okay, this is good to know. I feel like this is how I microwave things, which is vibes only. You know? You just had a four minute timer. It does that automatic <laughs> one touch. Star, I'm just gonna do like, we're gonna. S- stop and then just do the 30 seconds and then stop (laughs) when we hit 15 seconds I'm learning so much about you that you don't know how to work a microwave I do I just only do it in increments of 30 seconds that's fine that's normal and fine as someone who doesn't currently have a microwave as you're speaking as someone who doesn't even own this magical device
1: I own one it's just sitting in my kitchen not working because I bought it my freshman year of college
2: oh yeah no this is a baby's new (laughs) How do you know when it's done? Lift it up.
1: See how's the how's the temp? Uh
2: Ow. Hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's done! Okay, I'm gonna put mine in. And then you get rid of the ice cube.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna eat the ice cube.
2: I just was wondering if we needed it for something else.
1: Got that nice steam coming off the bowl.
2: Mm. So you're saying that putting your finger in hot rice is not the way to figure out if it's hot? Not even a little bit. Alright, next okay. up, soy sauce. Nice. How much? Is it just like a there, drizzle? Or? There, the beauty here is there is no how much. This is not helping. with My anxiety requires very specific instructions. Alright, I'm just adding a little splash of soy. And then... QP mayo. QP mayo. I'm going to do a little bit of this because I don't actually like mayo that much
1: but it's not mayo.
2: Okay. It's being transformed. Okay, I was actually going to ask what is the difference between regular mayo and cupy mayo. Producer Daniel here. The difference between regular mayo and cupy mayo is that cupy mayo is made only with egg yolks as opposed to with the full egg which is what like normal American mayonnaise is made with. So it has a like stronger eggy flavor so you might actually like it more. I'd maybe even just like dab your finger in your bowl and see if you like it. It's still mayo, but I do think I like it better than regular mayo. Welcome to America. Our food is worse here,
1: <laughs> similar to what you eat, but worse. <laughs> All right, okay. and then the last thing is sriracha, which I know your tender, tender tummy I have is going to say no.
2: anxiety and acid reflux, but we are going to use a bit because I do love the flavor of sriracha. Just little, <laughs> little drops. And then we need to cut an avocado, right? Yes. Okay. So let me get a knife and cutting a cutting board. board.
1: Oh. And the knife is right by your kettle.
2: All right, so we are scooping out some avocado.
1: Alright, um, so now we have to mix up the mayo sriracha salmon rice. Oh you mix it together before and you mayo. Put in the- yeah, okay. yeah.
2: okay i understand now why this made TikTok go crazy because the sound of this is very satisfying just being in the room all right this smells really good it really does i'm excited okay and right. then you just plop the avocado on so then
1: put it down yeah i'm gonna plop some avocado on top mm-hmm. and then the kimchi kimchi just goes in a little bowl on the side
2: does this require chopstick skills? Because mine are sorely lacking.
1: Fortunately, no one will see them. So you just really I really, I told on myself, yourself.
2: Yeah. I am a truth teller, much <laughs> like George Washington, I cannot tell a lie. All right, let's put a little kimchi in the bowl here. Ooh, that's in a bag. Ooh, ugh. I love the smell of kimchi. All right, and we have nori. So how does the nori factor in? Do so, you just sprinkle it over? No.
1: So you're going to take out a piece, and then Emily, like, rips it into small sheets and creates, like, a little... Here, we can... We can... So she, like, takes a little... It's sort of like a, a, a side also. Okay. And then she sort of, like, makes a little... A little oh. A little
2: bite. That slapsed. That's really good. Mm. I mean, can you really go wrong with this? It's salmon and rice, but it was it was very easy. I can see why, again, this took over TikTok.
1: Mm, this is really, I,
2: I didn't think this was gonna be this good. <laughs> this is kind of perfect. Wow.
1: I will make this again. Oh, 100%. I don't think I have ever said that about a recipe I have sourced from the internet.
2: It also definitely fits into, like I think, what the hype is, is that it's easy and you can do it with leftovers and you can just make that in the middle of the day and it's an easy and tasty lunch meal, which I don't know about how many sad desk lunches you've made over the past... 18 months, but I've made a lot. Well, if
1: I put it in a bowl, it's not sad. Then it's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do need to talk about more broadly, culturally eating habits. I mean, that's that's the elephant in the room when we talk about the, the the salmon rice.
2: It is, which I feel like Emily Mariko didn't ask for any of that. No,
1: absolutely not. This is a woman who has for almost a decade now. She joined YouTube in 2010, her earliest video on her channels from 2012 has just been posting like lifestyle-esque content not you know no thoughts just lifestyle vibes yeah it's very pleasant to watch I don't think she woke up on September 20 whatever and was like ah today I will become an ambassador for wellness Mm -hmm. and intuitive eating
2: and it's I think what makes sense about why this bowl became the symbol of intuitive eating is that it has things in it that no if you were on noom or weight Watchers or whatever they would not tell you to eat it's rice and mayo two things that i've been taught to avoid (laughs) since my very first my fitness pal download but i feel like this bowl and the way it's been received is one of the many ways that diet culture manages to warp everything because this has become the kind of poster child for intuitive eating, which is, to me, objectively, a nutritionist back thing about how you're supposed to approach eating, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, et cetera, et cetera, eat things to make you feel good, but it's almost fallen into the wellness trap where in which it's just another way to kind of feel bad about the way that you're eating. <laughs> like, people are not actually seeing nutritionists to deal with their eating disorders, They're just going on TikTok. Okay, Rachel. I need to see a nutritionist. (laughs) Don't worry. This is, I am also attacking myself. But I mean, I've heard the term intuitive eating so many times over the past six months specifically. And I keep thinking, oh, this is something that maybe I can actually latch onto that will help me deal with my relationship to food. But at the same time, the thought behind that and the thought that is, I feel like most often kind of propagated on TikTok is like if this fixes my relationship to food, maybe I'll eat less and then I'll like, well, I'll stop overeating. And that'll be the real like important thing here. Not that I am eating things that make my body feel good and that actually make me get all my macronutrients because no one in America is eating enough. No one's eating enough protein. No one's eating enough protein.
1: (laughs) We do also need to talk about thinness, I think. And again, this falls into the category of like things Emily did not ask for, Mm -hmm. did not invite into the conversation, but... It is interesting that, and we're we're now entering the backlash era, I would say. But during mm-hmm. peak salmon rice praise era, the person who gets to be mm-hmm. the herald of this, like, intuitive eating, whole food, you can eat rice and mayo is a conventionally attractive, thin woman.
2: Mm-hmm. Which again not something that she asked for no. but i do think so much of the way this is received i don't think that if like if lizzo was making this bowl or a fat nutritionist was i don't making think this i could bowl, i really on camera i don't think it would so many people in the comments are like this fixed my relationship with food this like this changed the way i think about food and I love that That's for great. I love that people are exactly. getting that. From, like, get what you can where you can. No, exactly. But I'm also free. just like, Emily fits into a very nice little ideal of the person who can teach about intuitive eating. Because again, the kind of thing percolating in the back of people's head is if I eat like this, I, I will, will look, look like, like that. Her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's what's so warped here. And I do feel a little badly as we're entering the like, mm, Emily backlash discourse era she works for facebook blah blah yeah all of these things it's like yeah but at the end of the day she was just like this is the fish and rice i eat from my fridge here's a 30 second video
2: yeah exactly again she didn't ask for this like is the kind of food that she makes and the way that she cleans her fridge and her beautiful apartment a symbol of the money she made from tech yes but that's not really what the backlash is talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a very valid response and criticism that I don't want to label as backlash from people who are fat who are saying, Y'all really like this rice bowl from somebody who was very skinny when y'all spent the past however many decades demonizing anybody over a size eight who ate rice, who ate mayo, who ate things that weren't like a lean cuisine meal. No, food's after 8 p.m. And Mm -hmm. if you could just skip carbs altogether, that'll fix it. No, exactly. And so then it's like, oh, now y'all want to eat carbs because this woman who is very thin is eating it and telling you that it's okay. And I think that is what, people are reacting to, which is that Emily Marco can be the face of intuitive eating that includes carbs and Mayo because Because, she looks like that. Because we
1: culturally fear
2: being fat. Yeah. Truly.
1: That is, I think the ultimate point in this conversation is that like, we are a culture where one of the worst things that can happen to a person is being fat and that's bullshit.
2: Exactly. And Emily Marco's bowl is like, you can eat carbs and mayo and you don't have to be fat. And I think that that soothes a little beast in people's head. And on one level, the divorcing of foods that are fine from negative consequences, I think is a step in the right direction, but it's not actually getting at the root problem, which is, as you said, the fear of becoming fat because being fat is the worst thing you can possibly be so madison at the last time we talked about diet culture it was it was the bikini body summer we were getting ready to be hot for summer now we are all transitioning into what i describe as winter plush which where we all sit in our couches and eat a lot of turkey and have a tryptophan induced haze do you think that this bowl the rise of this bowl has anything to do with the moment that it came at
1: i mean if you ask my for you page 100 percent, because sandwiched around these salmon videos that I have started seeing more and more of I'm also now getting content that's like there's 80 days left in 2021 if you lost a pound a week from here on out you could be 15 pounds thinner by the new year what's holding you
2: back oh my god Madison your FYP sounds like my nightmare yeah
1: it's a bad place and I definitely have been thinking about that in tandem with like all the hype around this like nutritious Mm. bowl being peddled by a thin person
2: yeah it's such a fraught time the end of the year i dread from december through the first two months of the year january and february the weight loss ads the Noom ads, the gym membership ads all of this stuff and so yeah the rise of this bowl does very much feel like this is something you can fit into your plan to lose 15 pounds by the end of the year which i am also thinking
1: about the thing i like least about the holidays is the concept of like you have to earn mm, the food you eat you have to like sweat for your thanksgiving dinner and you have to like really pushing in the gym so that you can overindulge at a Christmas party, which is utter bullshit.
2: Yeah. I mean, also, exercise, believe me, is a thing. But one of the first things my trainer told me is people go on vacation and they ask him, what do we need to do? I'll go on vacation. And he's literally just like, don't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Take the time off. It's fine. In fact, it's good. You need to rest. Bringing it back to the
1: salmon bowl, though, I am thinking about how freeing it is for you to hear a a trained professional say, take a vacation, eat what you want, sit down. And the TikTok version of that is Emily Marco posting this video of like, this is my everyday lunch and it contains white rice and mayonnaise. Yeah. Have that, it's delish.
2: It is very freeing. And so, I mean, Emily did a favor, did us all a favor in a way. (laughs) She freed us from the demonization of mayo and cars Forever. Forever. She fixed it. She fixed it. As she intended to do all Mm -hmm. along. That was 100% her intention. (laughs) She was like, I will sit here and I will fix every single preconceived notion.
1: You know what was her intention, though? What? To make a really yummy lunch.
2: Yeah, and she succeeded. So did we. All
1: right, that's the show. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that you never miss an episode. We'll be back in your feeds on Wednesday. I promise uh, we won't be eating fish, probably. I can't really promise that, but it seems very likely that we won't be (laughs) eating fish. Uh, Consider leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts, a rating. You can also reach us on social media. That made me sound like I was old, but you can tweet at us. We are at ICYMI underscore pod. Toss us a follow or send us an email. ICYMI at Slate.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are our editors. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcast. See you online. Or in a bowl of salmon rice.
1: Emily Mariko Mariko. Does does the Marico fan base have a name yet?
2: Can you say that again? It's Mariko. Oh.
1: Right, because it's not Mario. <laughs> it is Mario.
2: It is Mario, not Mario. <laughs> got it, got Sorry, it. Sorry, I fucked you up. I got it, I got it.
1: Emily Mariko is nope. Mario. Why is that truly the hardest thing I've ever done? Honestly, this is my favorite bit. It's not funny. <laughs> it's funny. Hello. To me. <laughs> I am called Madison, and y'all are listening to <laughs> Overnight TikTok sensation by the name of Emily Marco. That's
2: correct. <laughs> Making sure. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.